What's good, Real Family? It's your boy, Trey the Realist from Real Ass Conversations, and I have a brand new episode. It's episode number 51. It's going to be a little bit different than my old episodes because it's going to be more about history and things that we're going through right now outside of relationships and small things like that. So I have a good guest with me. He's a friend. He's a work colleague. And whether he know it or not, he is a mentor to me as well. I'm going to pass over to my boy, Mike. Let Let him introduce himself. What's up? It's Michael. I'm here. Yes, he is here. And me and Michael, we always have very deep conversations. Good conversations. Good conversations. And it doesn't be the normal conversation that I have with a lot of my friends. So I wanted to bring him on so we can like dig into some different topics that I find interesting. And I think he actually find interesting as well. Uh, one thing we were talking about earlier was ancient Egyptian times and pretty much the technology during that time period, whether we believe the Egyptians at that time period actually built the pyramids or maybe there was another force outside of there. Yeah. There's a, there's a, there's a lot of theories, right? And we, we, there is a lot of theories, but I want to know what is your initial thought? Do you believe that the pyramids was made by normal ancient people from that time? Was it from a actual more advanced civilization before that time, or maybe it was by aliens? I don't think it was by aliens. Like I don't, I don't think that. I don't. To be honest, like I don't, I don't know. I and I think the most intriguing thing about ancient Egypt is that there's so many mysteries to it. There's there's so many different like thought processes. There's so many different theories. You could you can line up, you know, twenty different experts and have them give 20 different explanations and not one of them are probably even going to have 20 similarities it's all over the place um i think it's i think it's really interesting the like the architecture of it i i think one thing for sure for sure whether it was the egyptians or a different civilization before them whether they're 4500 years old or 45000 years old like whatever it is they were utilizing a level of like technology and uh knowledge of our solar system and not just the solar system but like the the earth in itself right that like we we did not possess up until like the last couple hundred years and that is so crazy cuz i i caught on to that too in a video where he was saying people back in that time they had more cosmic knowledge when it comes to the stars and how the earth actually worked. And it actually helped them create a lot of the, a lot of their education when it comes to knowing yeah. time and where they was at. And for them to have that wherewithal, I feel like it had to come from some ancient knowledge. You can't just look at them in the stars and be like, all right, I can kind of see where we at in time. I, I don't know if it's necessarily, I think you can play around with the, with the term ancient. Right. I mean, everything to us feels ancient. I I mean, you go talk to a kid right now. I'm ancient. Right. The 18th century was how many years ago? 200 years ago. And that seemed like forever. But, it, but, it, but there's there's people who are alive today that were born in the 19 early 1900s. 1900s yeah. You know, so like when you think about it, when you really think about like history. Like. When I lived in Georgia, I knew people who's like who were alive, whose grandparents fought in the Civil War. 
Like that's like when Crazy. like we think of things as being ancient. We think of things being like super, super far back in history. But in reality, when you think about like, um, when you think about the generations, I think that like there's two completely different like trains of thought. And I think that like when you, I think when you look at the timeline from like a biblical standpoint where you have this, like you have this theoretical like timeline back to creation, right. Then even then there's a lot of, there's a lot of holes, right. Because you have these, like you have these timelines of like, you can follow the timeline of like this person was the father of this person and this person lived to be X amount of years. But like in, in, in the early days, these life expectancy, like people were living four, five, 600 years. So, okay. So you say, saying that brings, I'm gonna let you finish your thought. Are you, cause you, you saying that kind of brings some different things to me. Cause going back to the whole Egyptian, the whole Egyptian conversation, uh, I sent you a video of a podcast called flagrant it's up two comedians one is one is called akash and one is called andrew schultz uh they're actually very popular when it comes to their comedy realm but in this podcast they kind of try to get more more deeper when it comes to some of their subjects so they did have somebody on by the name of ben van kirkwick and you said he was a, a roadie for who I know at one point he was a roadie for Metallica. So for Metallica, and this dude like has a bunch of knowledge when it comes to Egyptian times, how pyramids was made. Oh, like an immense amount immense of amount. historical knowledge. Like the video, I'm going to put it in my description. The video was like legit, like three hours. I only got yeah. through the first hour and a half, yeah, I'm, I'm, but I learned so much in that small amount of time. And he was saying about how even with the Pyramid of Giza, that's like one of the few pyramids we actually explored he was like a lot of pyramids we haven't explored yet and he was just like a lot of times people get so caught up in what they see in front of them how the pyramid goes up but they don't even see about what's what's beneath them Mm -hmm. about how the like we haven't fully excavated yeah we haven't yeah we have excavated to get all that to get all the information so he was saying a lot of people think these tombs are for our burial grounds for like ancient Egyptian kings. When he was just like, that's not even, there's no real evidence that that shows that. So when you going back to saying like you ask a, a, yeah. a billion people that know about Egypt to, to explain it, you might get a, di- a many different answers. And, and, and there's so many theories to support. And real quick, I'll say that like, I think there's a lot of conspiracy theorists out there who, who are very knowledgeable on, and I hate the word conspiracy theorist, and we can talk about that later, but like, there's a lot of individuals out there that will like talk about theory on Egypt. This guy literally has done his research. I mean, he, he had, I mean, to, to even really like, the nailed down, like the timelines and historical facts. I mean, he's, he's clearly an expert on the subject. I think what's, I think what's interesting is that like, there is this theory, right? That it's like, Oh, these were built as tombs. That's like the, the common theory that like, I mean, they even teach you that in school. Right. But like, it doesn't make sense. I mean, the the timeline, the timeline that you're talking, like some of these pharaohs that were that were buried in these pyramids were only in their 30s. So uh, you hit it right on the head. So when it comes to the structure of some of these pyramids, I looked up, I looked up how long it took to make like the Pyramid of Giza. And it said it was about 
27, 20 to 27 years. And those theories are all over the place. All over I the mean, place. I, I saw multiple things. There's like 20, 27 years, over 100,000 people took to actually make the Pyramid Giza. They and said, I think they even said, that now. figure is like if you're working 24 hours a day or something exactly. like that. Exactly. And they're saying like, but they're saying now it took 20 years, but it was only 20,000 people. But regardless, if it, if, and if it, uh, regardless if it does take 20 years and your life expectancy is like, 30 or even 40 at the max during that time it's like so you really are looking for the i guess the next life because i guess that was important back then i guess the tomb was the passageway for the gods and it was also like the the beginning of their afterlife because they didn't believe that death was the end but you know like the pyramids it's not just a couple of like random structures in the middle of the desert right like the pyramids are intentionally aligned and it's uh I mean, it's uh, it's uh, the world's o- oldest, like uh, you know, like gated community. I mean, it's like a like an HOA. I mean, they've got like these designed streets that go from like one pyramid to the next. Everything is aligned. It lines up to the to the Sphinx. I mean, it was like a a, a resort, but I mean, it was it was a master planned community. I I don't think that you do that preemptively the moment a pharaoh is born and say, oh, this pharaoh that we know nothing about yet is a baby, is gonna get the largest pyramid because they're going to be so great. It doesn't make sense. Like it's, it's far too preemptive and just like subjective to just say that, like, we're going to start building pyramids as burial sites for a Pharaoh that we know nothing about yet. We know he will be Pharaoh, but we don't know anything about this. We don't know how great he'll be. We don't know if he's worthy of a great pyramid. We don't even know if he'll treat us well or not. And I don't know. I mean, I guess certain certain like um, civilizations and and certain cultures are are far more comfortable with death than I think we are here in like Western countries. But like, do you look out every day and and you see the construction of your own tomb and you go like, wow, we're making great progress, boys. Keep but, it up. But don't you think the conquerors back then was way more? I want to say crazy, but what they was way more intense when it comes to the worshiping of, of themselves. Because if you look through history, well, I mean, they, I mean, the pharaohs believe they were gods. Exactly. So you, so you really wouldn't care if it took X amount of time for something to be get done. You would just yeah. be like, "I am this great. I want this to be completed." That's what. That's how I, would, I feel it would be. I don't see it. I, I think. That, I think whether the Egyptians built them or not, I think that the the pyramids were built. I think that you also have to put into. To, to perspective the amount of time that the 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 egyptian you know like uh the, the, i mean that that culture that the the kingdom of egypt i mean was it 4500 5000 years or something um that we know of right so i mean how many generations <laughs> i mean like you go back that far now i mean we today we live we live closer to the time of cleopatra than cleopatra lived to the creation of the pyramids right so you have to think about like that scale of time we can talk about time later if we have time but like that's one of the biggest time trip time trips me out right so like when you look at the scale of time like you had these generations right so it's easy to say that a thousand years two thousand years after the creation of the pyramids these pharaohs then begin to go from uh, uh, a community leader to gods and once they had ascended to becoming gods 
amongst their people, then there was only one logical solution for Baal. You can't just go put a god in the ground, right? You already have these great structures that are aligned with with you know the the stars that that align with your your belief system and and you know i think you know just the 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 celestial process was far more important in those days than it than it is today because it had so much to do with not just crops right your life but 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 tides and water and seasons and, and everything it, your life depended on understanding like the seasons and the changing times so i think that there was there was a, a far deeper relationship that they had with the cosmos and to go off of that i don't know whether you remember i sent you a video like a, a year or two ago when we, when we first started working together it when was we, a bob lazar crazy conversations exactly so <laughs> it was a bob lazar yeah I remember. So to give a, a, a quick synopsis, Bob Lazar, he didn't work for Area 51. I think he worked for like Area 61. I think he said that. No, he worked for uh, Sendeo Labs in uh, New Mexico. Yeah. And he would go on to base. They would fly him from that base to Area 51. So he was not supposed to be working for Area 51. He would not go to Area 51 to go to work. He would go to it's a government contracted type facility. There's one in Albuquerque, one in He said he said the one that he was stationed in was like some old school evil like uh 007 thing where it's like the base was in a side of a mountain. <laughs> yeah, he said he said that uh once he would arrive at Area 51 that you go into like basically the side of a mountain and there was a there was a hangar built into the mountain yeah. with with technology that from what he was aware of uh, did not exist. Did not exist. So going off of that, he was saying that technology, it was like seven items, 14 scientists, two scientists to each item. And he was saying the items were found thousands of year, years ago, but it was the technology was so advanced that nobody could comprehend it. They were just trying to comprehend it. Yeah, he was a, uh, I believe he was an engineer. Engineer. He was, he was brought in to like reverse engineer basically like how, uh, do, how do we cre- recreate gravity he was gravity. Like, it was yeah. for gravity so pretty much he said like the item he got was like a, a orb but he said the only way it would turn on whether you put something on top of it or below it i forgot how he said it but he was like they, he said it, that they couldn't really understand it yet Manip- manipulate uh, yeah, it according to him it manipulated gravity. because he was saying that if you can if you can control gravity then you have the power of god so it's so a pretty much you could put gravity around your fighter jets if somebody shoots at you it just bounces off gravity is the god factor i mean you can't you can't even explain scientists can't fully explain the big bang theory because where does gravity come from the big the big bang does not create gravity but the the formation of the planets is not possible without gravity so you have this void and out of this void there is this explosion and then without the presence of gravity then that's all it ever is it's just an explosion but it's it's gravity that starts to pull these 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 particles together and create mass and that starts to be, become planets, and then that starts to become solar systems, so on and so forth. Like our our planet does not exist without gravity. Gravity is the god factor. Gravity is the piece that like nobody can explain. Gravity is the piece that like 
like, there's a million theories out there. Most of it like scientific and, but none of it is like conclusive. Like there's, there's people out there who be like, oh yeah, no, this is, this is how, this is the mathematical equation behind gravity, but you can't, you can't explain, you still can't explain and like bring conclusive evidence to like the existence of how did gravity exist prior and did, was, was gravity, like, was gravity the, the, the result of this massive explosion? And I think that's, that's a piece of what they've tried to create uh in, in germany right with the 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 super collider whatever the thing's called and crashing the atoms in and there's a there's a whole there's a whole theory about that about how we're we're currently living in the apocalypse right now like 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 actually like like life actually ended three years ago when when those atoms collided and like it destroyed the universe and we're living That's in crazy. this like we're living in this kind of like uh uh like like a not a system generated but almost almost like a that 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 space between like uh, a deep sleep and waking up when you're still kind of dreaming but it's it just doesn't make any sense and like we're living in this kind of like non-reality reality like as the universe has just imploded as they smashed these molecules together and, and essentially created like a sun that just wiped out the universe but the idea was to create to create and harness the power of the sun. What is the sun? I mean, the sun is just, it's, it's just pure gravity. Okay. So I want to finish off on each topic. Cause you said some points where I want to get off on that too. Uh, but with the, with the, with the Egyptian conversation, with that different technology, do you feel like with how long this, this world has been around that we were more advanced at one time than we are now? I think it's easy. I mean, because uh, to put it in context, like they say the world has been around for a billion years. We are, if you even go back a few thousand years, it's just like the things that we discover from the past. It's just like, it's almost like it, it, we've been here before. Like things are, are reoccurring. And to me, it's like, I don't know whether it's a cycle where it's just like, all right, we go through a stone age and then we get to a point where we're so advanced that we just that, that we dissipate and then we restart all over again. To me, it's just so interesting because writing didn't didn't come about until like I think how many years ago? Uh first I think the first the first book was the book of Babylon. But that, that, that was the first like actual written piece of like yeah, literature. Some, some of our earliest writing i believe are babylonian yeah from from, or, from sumerians uh, mesopotamian yeah so um, the sumerians yeah. were the first ones to, to write but when i went on this journey of history when i realized about like 75 percent of our history wasn't even recorded i'm just like how can you really understand a book if you don't have 75 percent of the content there yeah i mean so much of our so much of our history i mean even if you look like even if you look at it from like a biblical perspective, right? I mean, the 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 entire book of Genesis was was written by Moses. I mean, Moses doesn't come along until the book of Exodus, right? There's Moses doesn't come along until after delivering, you know, the Israelites from 400 years of slavery. Like there has been generations and generations, and and those generations, mind you, if you go back and read, those generations were were a lifespan of four, five, six, seven, eight, nine hundred years each generation. So you're talking about almost a thousand people uh, uh, years on some generations. And like there's there's a there's a a very long 
period of time there from the idea of creation up until like that time. So like you have this entire creation story and you have this entire early origin story that all takes place that is that is uh that is communicated to you know moses who 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 writes that that down it's not it's not it's not active writing of like you know it's not diary posts of like this happened today or here's here's a a historical record of the events that took place you know in this month uh you know the king of xerxes right like it, it it's very it it is you know according according to like the torah it is like it's delivered from god to moses but you have all this time and we don't know you know from an evolutionary standpoint the date keeps getting pushed back further and further. Now they're saying, now they're saying, um, functional humans, not, not like, uh, you know, not, not like early mid species, but like humans like us today up to 300, 350,000 years ago. I mean, that is just, that's a long time. I mean, that, that means that we've really only captured something like, like 17% of, 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 of human history. I mean, that's wild. So we, we don't, we really don't know. And I mean, I feel like there's always two ways of looking at when we talk about like history and talk about science and you have like a, a more, you have that, that biblical, like religious viewpoint, which is, which is one way of looking at it. And then you have the more like common scientific viewpoint from an evolutionary standpoint. And I think that there's, there's, there's a lot of gaps in both. Okay, the, the, to get on on religion, you you're a religious man. I am. Okay, so there's something that I took out of the podcast I sent you, where I kind of found it interesting, and I don't know whether I kind of made my own like my own uh conspiracy theory up or anything like that, but they was talking about different age periods and about you know what different ages and what. what came about from that age period i I found i found this part of the podcast to be uh incredibly intriguing to me it was to me it it was the one of the most interesting things about the podcast to me yeah yeah he was pretty much saying like today we're in the age of pisces uh the age of pisces started at like 1 ad and everybody's so sensitive exactly and it posted in 2160 and pretty much you know what ad means well, yeah, AD AD uh historically stood for after death. Historically stood for after death, but the actual acronym for I think it's called like Omino Domino. I forgot. Let me actually look see what actually. Maybe thing. that's the maybe that's the trans the transliteration of it. I know I know the the original is in in Greek, I think. So or the, Latin. So it is Latin. It actually stands for Anno Domino and it means in the year of the Lord. So that's what AD stands for. And pretty much he was saying that this is the age of the Pisces, which is yeah. 81 to where we're at right now. So we're, right now we're in the age of the Pisces. Uh, he was saying it's funny how people a lot of times have symbols of Jesus with a fish. You know, the Pisces symbols is a, is a fish. A lot of his disciples were fishermen and he fed people bread and fish. Yeah. And it was just like how, how, it, how, how his symbolism correlated to what, the ancient Egyptians are not even that our ancient civilizations took to the cosmos and make you believe like, all right, what was, was the Bible really made 
not to get too deep with it, but what the Bible really made for control, more so than information, because even looking into that, I was looking into the thing where it was showing uh, about how the Gregorian calendar. Yeah. And about how right now it's really 2013. Yeah, it's a different date in Ethiopia. Yeah, right? Ethiopia, yeah. in Ethiopia it's really 2013 because they, they didn't adapt the Gregorian calendar when uh, when the Pope when 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 the it's Pope. It's funny though. Google the date in Ethiopia and it, it just gives you today's date. Oh, do? Yeah. Oh, I'll be seeing 2013. Well, I don't know. I I have to look Google again, but pretty don't much just stay away from Google. But, I got you. Yeah, but pretty much like the uh, the Pope in like 1592, like like. Pope Greg the Eighth, he pretty much changed the calendars and moved every and pretty much moved everything up eight eight years. And before that, the time we was on was the Julian calendar. Mm-hmm. And pretty much, uh, was it was it was it was it uh, Julian Alexander, Alexander the Great? He the yeah. one that pretty much changed time to kind of fit his time period. Sure. So. Who knows how many time or how many years we done lost? Well, We're uh, just living yeah. off of a of a time period of of conquerors from like millennia ago. Like, and so much of so much of the calendar, including the days of the week, are are really pulled from uh, from from pagan festivals, uh-huh. holidays. I mean, even even. Um, so so we get we get our our English Sunday Monday Tuesday Wednesday Thursday Friday Saturday uh that's all Norse that that comes from from Norse that comes from the that comes from uh the Viking invasion of Britonia when they came over they were making constant invasions into Britain at the time and then one day they just decided well why are we sailing back and forth let's just stay here and and plant some fields so they just stayed and they, they kind of conquered, they ended up spreading and, and marrying people. And most of, most of the English language today is a mix of, um, of like Gaelic and French and basically like Norwegian, like Norse, like the, the THs are all, are all Norse, but they're each one of these days you can find the root uh, of of the name of each day of our week to a a Norse god, and I, I don't really know much too much about the months, but I do know the months mean something as well. But I I, I saw something where we originally had like fourteen months instead of just twelve. Do Do you know why? Do you know why uh, we celebrate Easter on two different days? I don't. You know why it alternates? Why? There, it, it came down to a dispute between the Roman Catholic Church and the Irish Catholic Church. And the King of England, which essentially at that time, you know, uh, the, the, the powers that ruled the known world were, were England and, uh, the French, the French were subject to the Roman Catholic church. The, the King of England was also subject to the Roman Catholic church, but also in trying to keep his territory of Ireland happy was also trying to, you know, make, make buddies and, 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 uh, appease the Irish Catholic church. Um, and they had, uh, their own dispute as to which day Easter should be celebrated. Of course, of course we know the origins of Easter are really just a pagan holiday, but their dispute was when should we, when should we 
uh, which day should we utilize this as, as an opportunity to, you know, recognize the, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And essentially the king of the time was just like, I'm done arguing with you guys. Uh, we're not going to like split the kingdom here. I mean, the, the Roman Catholic church was even threatening to like dethrone the, uh, uh, the, the king of England because for thousands of years, the Catholic church essentially ran the world. Uh, they had that power. They sat kings, they removed kings. So basically what it came down to was a compromise. And they 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 got the two popes together and the king and they said, look, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna celebrate this year on this date, and we're gonna celebrate this year on this date. And that's why we have alternating Easters. And it's crazy to me because you talking about the, the the Catholic Church. The Pope has had so much influence throughout history as well. <laughs> I didn't realize it until like this year, how much religion played a part in how different things were dictated or even can't like, or even how things were even uh, judged back in the day. And for me, it just like, we were talking about this on, on Sunday for a place to have so much secret. How did it have so much power? Like even today, the Catholic church doesn't have, Anybody that they like have to answer to, they have so much secrecy to it. Everybody that I know who even like who even seen pictures, you, you, you can even look at pictures or people who, ever, who actually went there said that the Catholic Church is probably one of the scariest places to go to. It's like they have their own like like they they have their own like government inside of there. It's like it's their own world. To me, the Pope scares me. Like honestly, look at the Pope scares me. Everything about the whole ideology of what they believe in is kind of scary from like their paintings to like what they promote. And to me, it's just like, who gave them this power? Was it the people? Was it the Kings back in the day? Was it the other government systems? Like how did they well, play no, this part? They, they existed before the Kings. So, so they were pretty much like the people governing the, the towns and things before Kings and conquerors came into place. I'm going to tread softly here because I don't I don't like talking about the Catholic Church. Okay. Not because that's a special place in my heart, but I just I understand. I got you. You could tread you could tread lightly. <laughs> the the Catholic Church. Okay. To understand the origins of the Catholic Church, you have to understand the history of Rome. The Roman Empire didn't technically fall the roman empire became the catholic empire the, the i mean it's not it's not a a, a coincidence like that that the, the uh, that uh they reside in in rome i mean the vatican is is right there in the heart of 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 what was the the capital of the roman empire the Roman, the Roman empire began to move from a political system to a religious system. A, a lot of this has to do with like Constantine, his vision, so on and so forth. He makes Christianity, the national religion of Rome. So Rome goes from persecuting Christians to then making Christianity like its national religion. And then, then you see the formations of the the Catholic church and what the Catholic church does at this point 
is it says, okay, like Christianity is, is our official religion and, and they, they take the idea of Christianity, but then they, they really just, they mold that into the normal day in the life of Rome, right? The Roman calendar, the Roman holidays, the Roman pagan feasts, the Roman rituals, the, they design their churches in the same ways that, you know, Roman, you know, Roman cathedrals were, were created. Like it really just kind of gets blended into the culture and society. And you see this like government power start to transition into more of a, a belief system. And as the Roman empire begins to kind of be dissolved and disperse amongst and goes from like one, one large power structure and it gets it gets split out into dozens and dozens of like principalities and kingdoms and those begin start to become more independent the basis of all of it is still the pope so what you really go to you what you go from is like a a a from caesar to the pope like there there is a there is a historical transition there there's not this like weird erased time in history where rome just collapses like the market collapses the whole place burns to the ground and it's just darkness and despair and then out of that like the roman church right no it's it's a it's a transition so before before england was a power before do you think that was premeditated though do you think the fall of seat you think all of that was do you think it was a coincidence or you think that, that it was planned for them to kind of swing it to a different pendulum of power i don't think anything in history is a coincidence all right so going off of that I was asking you earlier. I feel like life is a story. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like life yeah. is life is a story and it's still being written out. So in the beginning of it all, do you feel like it was just like any old story? It was just like one entity of evil, one entity of good? Or do you feel like it was legit? I hate to say it, just this one person just pretty much saying like, you know what? I'm just going to take everything for myself. You know, man, like I told you, I don't like the the term conspiracy theorist, right? Cause I think that, I think that the correct term is historian. Like there's, there's really nothing new under the sun. Like what we, what we see, the basis of what we see in life is just, it's, it's, it's constant repetition. It just, it looks different. Right. But it's constant repetition. And we sort of talked about this the the other night. Like I, the term that I like is like the great controversy. From the moment of time that we know there was this split between like the will of God and then like evil, right? Good, good and evil. And I think we live in this like an existence of like this controversy between like inherent evil and then the choice to do what is right. And I mean, you, it doesn't really matter what religion you are. You can translate that into a million different ways, but no matter who you are on this planet, I think you have to agree to the fact that there is, there is inherent evil and we all have the choice to do what's right. So there is this controversy between that. Do you feel like we all have an evil part in us or do you feel like there's an ultimate evil? Because I, I do feel like we all have a part in us where we might be like, all right, you might want to cut this corner. But I do feel like there was one time, a, a point where somebody was just like, you know what? I got to I gotta, I, I gotta do what I have to do. I don't care 
whether it's the right way or the wrong way, mm-hmm. I'm going to make sure that I control something. Yeah. And I don't know what maybe whether that person maybe had a spiritual entity come to them and maybe. pretty much influence yeah. them or whether it was already just in us. Yeah. They say we're, we're born with sin, but they also said that Jesus, Jesus Christ died for our sins. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. So to me, I, we, we, we're all grown and we all been through life a little bit. We all know that one person who's going to do whatever sure. to get whatever. Yeah, we see that and, all the time. And a lot of times you see that they get the results faster than the person that goes do it the correct way. Yeah, and I think we're seeing that perpetuating itself. I think we're seeing like the decline of morality. You know, I think that I think that nothing that you see in the world today should really be a surprise if you've read the Bible. Like if you get to the back of it, you kind of know how the story ends, right? So I don't think that anything should be a surprise. I think that we're seeing I, I think that we're seeing things that have probably existed for a long time now coming to light that like some people are still wanting to deny, some people are waking up to, some people are are seeing around them. And I think that I think that we are seeing like a de- a decay. And it's not it's and again, everything this is not the first time if you go through history, there there is these moments in history that are just dark. I mean, like it makes you really wonder about humanity and like, how did we even make it? Right. Um, and then you see these, like these moments of Renaissance and then you see these like moral declines and it's almost like, um, it's almost like the, like the center of balance becomes further and further, right. Further and further, like every single time, the bottom drops out, it drops out a little more, but, and, and it's almost like we're getting to this point now where it's like, like it's flatlining, like, like there's no more highs. I mean, we, we haven't had a high since 2019. I mean, like it's, it's every week, you know, when we were kids, there was, there was some kind of world disaster that happened every couple of years, maybe every year, it's every week, you know, something like it is, it's but, perpetuating. But, but, but do you feel like that because there's more cameras now and then more people have access to showing it? I think it's part of it. I think it's part of it. But I mean, w- there was there was there was cameras 20 years ago, and and there wasn't earthquakes every week that were leveling cities that we know of. I mean, let's go off of that. The only reason I say that is because I feel like we talked about it before. Ignorance is bliss. Sure. And if you only have a certain amount of stations or like news networks. A lot of times, I saw, I saw somewhere it was like, you know, say something happened in in, Mass- in Massachusetts, like the next town over might not know until like two or three weeks later, until like the actual news came out. That's true. That's true. I, I, I wonder though, I guess I wonder how much, how much the camera, I mean, I, I personally, I believe like social media is like the, the core of, of moral decay globally. Right. But like. So, so maybe, maybe you're, you're correct on that. Maybe, maybe the camera does have the, the, and the access to the camera does play a point in that. But like before cameras, like, do you remember situations where like somebody was being harmed in some way and people nowadays, everyone just pulls their phone out and they stand there and and they record it while somebody's murdered. Right. Like, 
did that did that happen prior to the camera? Or like, do you feel like people were more involved, or they also just kind of stood there and, and I, watched things? I happen? can say maybe a parents were more involved. Yeah, but I'm I'm 30. Growing up, if you before, even before cameras say something was devastating to happen, a lot of times people would just stand around and watch because they were more entertained by the chaos of it all. Or they didn't, or they panicked and didn't know what to do in the situation. Yeah, and I mean, I I understand that too. You might get one, you might get one person that might step out and be like, "Hey, call somebody." Yeah. But I don't think that always was the case. I always felt like people were selfish creatures, and it's almost like nine times out of ten, if it's not affecting you, you're going to kind of walk past it. It's like it's almost like you see like a car on a road that's broken down. You're not going to stop everything. Not, not everybody going to stop. You might get one person that might stop or yeah, not, not ask days, for help. Right. You know what I'm saying? But it's, I feel like people are innately selfish. And I do feel like when I do meet, meet people who are like, all right, I want to help yeah. the world. I'm just like, you're, you're a gem. Cause it's rare to find out. I, I do think some of that's fear based. I think we live in like, a, a you know, the media is it's, it's fear based propaganda. I think that we live in a society that's based off of fear. Um, racial tension is based off of fear. It's it's fear of what you don't understand, right? I mean, you know, I grew up in a really enough rough neighborhood. So, I mean, like seeing somebody get stomped out in front of you, like, no, I didn't pull my camera phone, but I also know like, like, I know that these guys here are affiliated. I don't know what that guy did, but I'm not going to get killed trying to save him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And... So yeah, I think some of it, some of it's fear-based. Sometimes we don't stand up and do the right thing because inherently we, we are, there is a, there is an ego in all of us that is inherently concerned about self-preservation. Survival. Yeah. Survival. Right. But does that, does that get in the way of like, does that get in the way of morality? I guess, I guess, I guess can morality exist with ego and self-preservation? It can't. So I'm a, I'm a real per, I'm a real proponent, and like I believe, like ego is like, is like the downfall of humanity. I feel like if we didn't have ego, we wouldn't want to have to impress anybody. We wouldn't have to like impress ourselves or have any doubts in ourselves. I really do feel like ego comes from like inner doubt. Yeah, and you kind of wanna, you wanna show out to be like, hey, like I I don't have any flaws in me, kind of sure. thing. I, you never did anything. I know you never, you never did no psychedelics or anything like that. No, no, I'm uh, I, if you knew what went on in my head, bro, like, and, and that's what I'm saying. Like, it, it's crazy <laughs> I, because I don't, I don't need to be opening up any more doors. No, I understand, and this is go a little, little deeper into it with the whole psychedelic thing. I know a lot of people say they take psychedelics so they can have yeah. ego death, and the ego death is pretty much some spiritual where they go through where they go through some type of cosmos where they see, where they actually see the meaning of, meaning of life. I mean, they realize the things that they really was scared of really didn't matter at all. I, man, I don't know. Like to me, I, I want to experiment with it. I want to, I want to, I want, I want my ego to die. But, but, but is, is having an individual experience and then going on a platform to talk about it really the death of ego? I don't think they were on a on a platform, but it was like a documentary I was watching. So if if you make a doc, if you make a documentary on something, it's different. It's, I'm not saying that I'm gonna go through the experience and come on and just talk about it, but I think it's interesting. Where it's like 
the things we believe are taboo has been around for like uh, like hundreds of years. Like with the, I'm trying to get the exact psychedelic, but pretty much they were saying uh, with mushrooms. Oh, with mus- mushrooms with, for sure. Like with mushrooms, they were saying like back and the, in the, or, 19- the origin, origins of Christmas come from reindeers are hooked on on mushrooms. That, that true? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I grew up with Joe Witness, so I said I really don't know. I mean, like. I didn't grow up Jehovah's Witness, but we didn't like eat mushrooms in church or anything. I was about to say, I, I, I didn't know what it was like a, a story, but I was like, all right, where are we going with the mushrooms? But no, what the, the, the thing I was going to, they were saying like, you know, in the 19, like 40s, no, not the 1950s, they were saying that the mushrooms were like, a, it was like a, a, a super drug where it was like had a bunch of benefits. Whereas like if you actually had somebody, like actual doctor in there with you, like uh-huh. going you through the experience, you can kick a lot of bad habits like cigarette smoking, uh, any other any, any anything else you might think is bad that you want to get over, and it was like pretty much you have to do it, but you got to have somebody guide you through the experience. And, but what started happening was, you know, the whole hippie movement came in, and it was going more towards the peaceful side, and they wanted to promote war more, so they started like to, to pretty much demonize mushrooms, and that's like what anything in the world is like. If there's a uh, if, there, if there's a way to make money and in, 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 uh, in something like as drugs affected, they're going to go against it. Well, I mean, psychedelics have been used for, I mean, thousands of years from what we from what we know from 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 it was original medicine different, different civilizations. Um, you forgot a few steps there in terms of the '60s. Uh, that was the byproduct of of LSD, which was the byproduct of CIA doing mind mind control experiments but and mind al- alterations through but lsd but that's the thing it's like you they'll make something like that and then they'll categorize all this other stuff that's nowhere near as bad as it under it like you know what i'm saying like oh this is a class one substance mm-hmm. or whatever like that they did the same thing with marijuana it was like oh we don't understand it we ain't do no tests under it no. but we want to say it's just as bad as crack heroin Different things like well, that. that when that's it, because it was a it was a threat to big tobacco. Exactly. Like it's like if it goes against like something that's already been there. To me, it's just like you really have to just see what the motive is. I remember I saw that those uh those uh tobacco commercials or dare commercials used to be backed by like uh used to be backed by alcohol companies. I mean, what do, what do I tell you all the time? Follow the money. If you want to know the route to anything, just follow the money. Who does it benefit? But as we were talking before, what's more powerful, money or power? I I think for I think the the ultimate goal for many individuals in existence today is power. Money comes with power. You don't need to obtain the money. You focus on the power. Once you have the power, you have access to everything. That's the basis of of socialism. What is power? Power is control. If I control you, I have the power over you. I possess power. Okay, that goes into the next subject. We're talking about the Matrix. I know you're real big on the Matrix. You watched it before. I love the Matrix. We're living in the Matrix, bro. You say we're living in the Matrix. Why do you think we're living in the Matrix? When I say that we're living in the Matrix, I don't mean that we're living in a simulation, right? What I mean, though, 
is that the things that go on around us are not by happenstance. I think there's so many things that we don't pay attention to that are happening by design that seem like a million little coincidences until they start to fall into place. And that that's what I mean about like we're we're living in the matrix. You can choose to be blind to it, be blind to the things around you. Um, it's easy to write somebody off and say, oh, conspiracy theorists. Right. I mean, what, what did Elon Musk just, just tweet? Like we need some more conspiracy theories because they've all, they've all come true. Like it's, it's, it's history. You have to understand history. And if you understand history, then you understand that like, they're not conspiracy theories. It, we're repeating the past. We're just repeating it in different ways and on larger scales. It all comes back to power. It all comes back to control. And that's what I mean by we are living in the matrix. We are living in a designed system that is leading towards wide scale control. Do you do you think the reason why the common person doesn't have any real power nowadays is because they don't really have a true goal or purpose? No. Because let me just explain why why, well, I, why I said that real quick. We spoke before about the Matrix. If, if anybody's seen the make the Matrix uh, trilogy, I think it was I think it was four that came. That was three or four. I think it was the first three. So it's so it three first or three, yeah. So Which the third the, one just gets a little weird. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm about to say that the one I was thinking about was Animatrix, but uh, pretty much that was that was a good. Series. That was good. Yeah. So pretty much, what's so interesting when you actually get into the whole Matrix lore is, is that the Matrix that you see in the movie is the third Matrix, is not the first or the second. Uh, the first Correct. Matrix was the paradise Paradise Matrix where everything was perfect, like you didn't have to work, none of your loved ones died. Garden but, of Eden. Garden Garden of Eden. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think of that. Yeah parallels and it got to the point where people started thinking like this is too good to be true and that's interesting to me because i posted something on facebook where it was just like if you had an option to live in a world with no problems no stress no grief but you had no real free will yeah would you do it everybody said no i was like but i'm like but so what is if the other option is you have free will Mm -hmm. but it's total chaos sure they said they'll take the, the the free will even with the chaos. And for me, I will. I think most people will take the peace. Oh, I, yeah. I think people say that they would they would take the the free will and the and the chaos. But I think that if you look at society, it proves otherwise. Exactly, and and and, and, it, and it improves it even well. To me, I find it interesting that some people would rather would rather have free will than peace. We, and, we, and that shows yeah. you how complex the human psyche is. Where it's just like, do you even know what you want? Our society is the the it's it's the poster child for for just livestock herd mentality. We we I mean, I've never known a time in my lifetime. I feel like I feel like we had we had styles and trends, but like. I feel like there was still individuality. You walk outside now, everyone's wearing the same thing. I mean, an outfit comes out on TikTok and two days later, everyone's wearing the same item. You can't get it. It's like sold out everywhere. Everybody has it. Like, like we've moved into this like herd mentality where it's just like, go with the flow. Don't question it. Don't, don't go, don't go against it. Don't be an outside. And we can get a whole nother top here. It, it starts to lead into this, this, 
mentality of 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 wokeness where you it starts to create these these are these are areas that you have to focus on and these are things that you're not allowed to talk about but we are we are accepting of all things well no you're not that's bullshit you're not and and before we get to that topic get back on the matrix the second the second matrix was pretty much nightmare pretty much like everything Correct. going everything going bad for you that failed real quick the system or whatever you want to say the system is found it's out too, too bad and, and people you know fight against fight, it. if it's too good they're gonna fight against it. so you had to find a happy medium and Pacified. That, exactly so that the third matrix is pretty much they wanted to control your your emotions where it can where it can go up and down but it's never going to be up there for too long yeah so pretty much you're kind of like steadfast yeah and it's interesting because in the, in the latest matrix they were saying we found out we get the most energy out of people when we when we make them feel different emotions like when we make them feel unstable and that's how i feel like nowadays is i feel like people are unstable they're unsuring themselves they're all over the place the only ones that are that do kind of know know where they at are like people who are older who've been here for a while correct you know in the the okay so the the basis of addiction is inconsistency and this is what um, this is what Insta- Instagram algorithms are based off of is is um, intentional inconsistency. So they've done there are studies. I can't remember the name of scientists. It was a German scientist. We think we talked about this. He put a a pigeon in the booth in this box, and a light would light up. And eventually, the pigeon learned that if it went and it it pressed on the light, it, it pecked at it then food would come out. So when the pigeon would get hungry, the pigeon would go over and it'd, it'd pack at the light. As the light would come on, food would come out. Light would go off. A couple hours later, to come on, walk over, pack at it, food comes out. They did this for a while. So the, the pigeon became accustomed to the idea of like, light comes on, I press on it, I get fed. Then what they started to do is they started to introduce inconsistency. So... Sometimes the light would come on, the pigeon would peck at it, and the food would come out. Sometimes it wouldn't. And the moment that started, the pigeon just never stopped. It's pecking, it's pecking, pecking. That's the algorithm of, of Instagram. When you're scrolling, you scroll, 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 scroll. Oh, oh, I like this. But you also said that's like the the format of like unemployment in the government. Like the oh, being, yeah. being <laughs> pretty much reliant on government help. Uh, yeah. Medicare, Medicaid, WIC, uh, Social Security, um, and food got, stamps, and it got worse since the pandemic with the whole stimulus thing. Because almost like yes. people feel like I can do nothing and still get a reward for it. Yeah, and okay, let me preface this: I'm a reform Democrat. Okay. Okay, I'm a reform Democrat. Not that I'm like a raging Republican. I'm actually more libertarian than anything. What you've seen, what you've seen with the, the the Democratic Party and like financial assistance as a whole, just whatever you want to call it, whatever whatever government assistance program, what you're seeing is that that Goldilocks environment, that matrix type environment, right? It, it it's it's about creating passivity. We're going to give you just enough to keep you fed, not enough to get out, right? Not enough to not not too little that you starve, but just enough that you continue to vote for us. And I, I saw it. 
I mean, I, I mean, you know this. I, I was one of two white people in my neighborhood. Like, I grew up in a, in a very, very tough neighborhood in California. I had this idea of like, this is the way society works. And I saw this like perpetuation over and over and over. And I remember having friends, the ones that didn't go to jail, who were like, I got hired on at Target. And it was like, it was like, I made it. I made it. I got a job at Target. I'm like, there's got to be more than this. There's got to be more. There's got to be more than getting a job at Target and then having supplemental income in, come in to help with the rest of my bills. There is this reliance that is created on the government of like, vote for us, support for us, support us, and we will support you. It becomes this like this reciprocal reliance and it's enablement. It is enablement. And I was telling you about that, that video I saw of the baby bird that had fallen out of the nest and it's chasing this worm right through the gutter and it, it catches up to the worm and it opens its mouth and it stands there and the worm crawls away and this bird is like frustrated and it runs up to it again and opens its mouth and it stands there and you've got this baby bird and it's like, doesn't understand why the worm is not jumping in its mouth. Right. And I think that if you look at our society today, there has been this objective to push this agenda economically of reliance on big brother reliance on the government, this created expectation that we should rely on the government when in reality we should not, we should not, that's not what they're there for. We should rely on ourselves. We should rely on our community. We should rely on our family. We should rely like on, on the, on the individuals around us, but not on the government. Right. And there is this, there is this enablement that is, that has happened for years. And if you follow the timeline on that, it actually makes a lot of sense. Right. And it's, it's modern day slavery is what we're dealing with right now in this world of, 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 of social security numbers, of debt, of, of credit cards that are just shoved down our throats. Oh, you made me forget. You got to explain the whole credit card thing. You, you just had a conversation about credit cards and you was pretty much saying that if you have a credit card, the government pretty much controls you already. Yeah. You're a slave. Can you get a little deeper in that? I yes. Probably... Slavery didn't end. Slavery ended about as much as the Roman empire ended, right? It just, it changed. It changed. What do we look at today? We look at, we, we want to talk about like systematic racism. The basis of systematic racism is our economics. It's not capitalism. It's, it's the, it's the idea of socialism that's like jammed down our throat that create, that creates it. It started out intentionally. It started out directed towards certain communities, but it now encompasses all individuals, right? So I don't have to own you, but I can control you. And how do I do that? I assign you a number and that number has a credit score attached to it. And then I say, based off of this number, I can tell you what you are allowed to purchase or not purchase. I can tell you that you can or you cannot own property. And my argument to you this weekend was, what if I take out all my money and I just have this cash flow? Sure. Good for you. But you're going to have to figure out how to buy a home and, and land in all cash. Yeah, and, that, 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 that's hard. 
in America or can I go to like, like another country? Maybe? You can go to another country. I mean, if you want to do that, bro, I encourage you do it. Do it. Not, not that, not that like America is so bad. You should go to another country. I mean, Winston Churchill said that, you know, democracy is the, the worst kind of political structure with the exception of all the others. Right. I mean, we, we can sit here and complain about there. America has its faults, but you can look at other countries and you realize that we we're we're really rather lucky, but there is this agenda that's, that's, that's pushing and running its course. That is, that is trying to grind our current economic system to, to a halt. And, and it's, it's all based on power and control. And, and yes, to your, to your point, what would happen? What would happen if we all walked away? Because real quick, no offense, black people they don't like using credit cards a lot, yeah. especially from like you know, from uh more more lower uh lower lower areas. You know what I'm saying? They Correct. don't believe in using uh credit cards. It's always say like, hey, use cash so nothing can be traced back to you. But yeah. then again, it's like if you do do that, you but then you have, have any, and then you have no credit score, no credit score, no real power to really Be- because get when it comes to your- in this. Yeah. community uh-huh i mean when it when it comes to economics they they designed it in a way where you're damned if you do you're damned if you don't right you have to play their game within the rules and expectations that they have laid out or you don't get to go buy that car you don't get to go you don't get to be a homeowner or a landowner and and, and it was it was designed that way and like you were saying that the bank only will cover you up to 250k so the uh, no, so the FDIC. So the FDIC. When you walk into a bank and you see the FDIC like sticker on the window, that's essentially it's the Allstate. It's the insurance company for the banks. The not every small bank, man. You're boy. We're gonna we're gonna get on a one now. Not every not all small banks uh, are insured by the FDIC. Um, all major banks are, and the the FDIC insures major banks more than they insure smaller community banks. Um, but a few weeks ago, what we, what we saw with SVB Silicon Valley bank, when, um, when this bank went under the FDIC said, okay, according to our policy, we will, we will guarantee funds up to $250,000. So, um, if you had, if you had funds in this bank that exceeded $250,000, that's a loss. That's the policy. $250,000 and below is what is insured. Um, everybody applauded the Biden administration for stepping in and saying, no, we're going to guarantee everything. But they don't realize that that was a, that was a control move to, to establish additional government control over the banking system. What they're doing right now is, is, is putting new policies in place that uh, actually... <laughs> so... When when all the news media's last week were talking about Trump being arrested, let me tell you this: anytime all the news media's are talking about one thing, it's the overplay for the underlay. It doesn't have to be Trump; it could be anything. I mean, a lot of people don't realize this, but there was there was news that broke about direct financial ties between Hunter Biden and and China. That happened the very same week that the government decided to come out and tell all of us the aliens were real and were shooting down UFOs. Hmm. That's interesting. Smoke and mirrors. Smoke and mirrors. It's the overplay for the underlay, right? There's always something, right? So anytime every news media is talking about something, open up a VPN, 
go to a, a browser like DuckDuckGo. Don't get on Google and start looking, start looking through the news. Start, what, what else is happening today? What else is going on that like I'm missing? And what we missed last week was that there was a, a bipartisan bill, mind you, both Republicans and Democrats put this together. This was a bill that would limit the government's power on what they were able to invest your social security and 401k money into. It went to Biden's desk and it was the first veto that he did as president. What the media tried to do is they packaged this as a, as a, as a anti-science, anti-climate bill. It was, it was global warming deniers who didn't want, who didn't want people's 401k and social security money to be invested into uh, renewable energy companies. That was, that was just a part of it though. It was, it wasn't about don't put the money into renewable energy. It was about, you should not have the control to determine where our money goes. It got vetoed. The government is making a very large play right now to destabilize small banks. You're going to start seeing it. I like, tell you, I guarantee by the time that this airs, another bank will have gone under. You're going to start seeing it more and more in the next coming weeks and months is you're going to see these, these smaller banks start to collapse. And what's going to happen is that people are going to move in droves. They're going to start moving their, their money out of these smaller banks and going into these larger banks. And these larger banks are tied to far more government oversight and government control. Do you think this is Biden's fault? Because for some reason on my social media, everybody is saying all of this is Biden's fault. I would love to blame things on Biden, but to be honest, I don't think the guy honestly knows what's going on. Me neither. I think he's just along for the ride. Whether I think I think he was the bad. the Manchurian candidate because they just they pump him up on medication and they just kind of like grab the loose skin on the back of his neck. And <laughs> I don't think he really like honestly like I, I don't like to even talk negatively about Joe Biden. Like my, my dad passed away from dementia. I think that, I think that Joe Biden is experiencing, experiencing legitimate cognitive decline. I think if you watch his interviews from 10, 20 years ago, he's a different human being. I mean, I don't think, I don't think it's like, I think that's why there's so many people convinced that it's not even Joe Biden. Some people are pointing out like, oh, his earlobes are different and all this stuff like that. Uh, talking about he a clone? Yeah. He's not the same person though. Yeah. He's not. He's just not. And I I don't think it's I don't think it's fair that he was even put out there. I don't think it was fair to the Democratic Party. Could have done better. I think there was a lot more there there were so many Democratic candidates out there that were more suited for for the job. And it's bewildering to me that they did not get the support of the Democratic Party. So I don't, I don't think it's a mistake that he's in office, but it's, it's hard to sit here and say like, oh, this is Joe. I, I think it's, it's so far beyond the, the, the presidential seat that it's not even funny. Do you think all these issues are, are like beyond the three parties that we do have? Like, yes. Do you think that we should create a new party? Maybe I don't, I don't, unless that new party knows how to break away from the global banking system and world banking forum, then I don't think it matters. 
what what if they do? What if they have these great new minds are coming together and they're like, we yeah. have a plan in place. We just need people to back us. And how how do we how do we do that when our our government owns trillions of dollars to the banks? That, like I said, is it's a difficult conversation, but I kind of feel like it's past being Democrat Republican now. Oh, it's so it's so far beyond. And we were talking about. I mean, I love the analogy of the ants in the jar, right? If you put black ants and red ants in a jar and you just leave them alone, like they just go about their business. If you shake the jar up, they murder each other. And I think that everybody is so caught up right now on on race and color and gender and pronouns and religion that we don't want to stop and ask the question of who's shaking the, who's jar. Shaking the damn jar. Who's creating all, all this in the first place? Like we, who do you think Michael? I'm only going to go so far on this podcast. <laughs> do you, okay. But I, ask but your question. I, do you think the person is still alive or do you think it's like a, a, a group? I think I think there's there's a group of individuals. Groups, okay. And, and I think that you see that you you there's it's almost like aftershocks, right? You can use the Civil War as an example of this like earthquake of of just just an an upset in the in the economic in the political and I mean, just the, the very fabric of our country was divided. It was ripped apart. Um, it, I don't even like the term civil war. It really wasn't even a civil war because you really, you technically had these States succeed and become their own country. They had their own, they had their own like capital. They had their own president. Um, so they really became their own, their own independent country. So it was really these two countries, America defeated, the South um, took the the colonies back. That was a big shifting in tide. By the way, just for note, Abraham Lincoln was a Republican. the 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 Confederacy was made up of Southern Democrats, and that was shut down. You win this war, and then there's there's this Confederacy that that lives on in the shadows, right? And you go, well, where, where does it go? And then, then you get into the ring of fire. I'm not going to touch much on that. Hold on. What is the ring of fire? I don't know. Get on a VPN, <laughs> get, get on a non Google browser and, oh, and do, and go. do, and do your research. But I think that, I think that you see these aftershocks after all this. And I think that even if you look into, even if you look into the CIA's involvement in, in the Caribbean and central and South America, in the 70s and 80s you see these aftershocks of the agenda of 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 the ring of fire you see these aftershocks of the agenda of these of these like these ghost political standings and i i think that there's are you looking it up on your phone my v on, on google on uh google duck oh man you are you are you that nervous about it I'm gonna get you a Faraday bag. <laughs> All I typed in was Ring of Fire. It just showed me an area. It didn't show me too much more besides that. Yeah, it's so. well, it's a geographical area. That, that's pretty much all it showed me so far. So I, I'll But again, it comes down, it comes down, it comes down to it comes down to the continuation of slavery. It comes down to money, right? And and that that goal has shifted over time, but it comes you know, money yeah. money is the root of it, right? 
But I think that you see it in, in power. I think that you see it in the world economic form. I think that what we went from was like obtaining uh, political power and obtaining power amongst countries. And where we're seeing the tide shifting right now is a, is a global power harnessed by the world economic forum. This is why we have endless wars. This is why wars are created because wars cost money. Wars aren't spent out of, out of money that's sitting around in someone's savings account. All right. The countries borrow money from the bank at a high interest rate in order to finance wars. Hitler, the Nazis financed world war two through the banks. You want to talk about some real shit. One of one of the heads of the banks that they were financing from was uh, George H. Bush's grandfather. Crazy. All right. It was a Bush. He owned the bank that was financing the Nazi party. The U.S. government had to go and like pull him out of his position from the bank and shut them down. It's, it's a, it, it always like, look, the credit, the credit system, the credit score, but debt. And, and that's what it comes down to. I, I'm not going to say that like I'm, I'm debt free. I'm working on it. I, I want to be debt free. If you are in debt, you are a slave. It is modern slavery and they don't care anymore about race. They don't care about gender. It, it is, it is all encompassing. So what if the world didn't have any credit cards, just debit cards? Would that still be an issue if we just had debit cards? It would be now. It would be now if we never went down this this scale. But you have to understand that, like, I think realistically, like, 80% of, like, the global GDP doesn't really exist. It's just monopoly money. It's It's based off of, it's based off of, it's based off of debt. It's based off of the assumption that that debt will be paid with interest. It's based off of the assumption that people will pay their mortgages. It's based off the assumption that governments are going to pay back the trillions of dollars they owe. It's based off of the assumption that Fort Knox actually has gold in it, right? And and that's what they're doing right now. This, the Federal Reserve has made so many moves that are just, they're, they're devaluing the dollar. They are trying to tank cryptocurrency because the Federal Reserve has created their own cryptocurrency. And that's the end goal. That's the end goal is to obtain government control over the banking system and to um, and to roll out a government instituted cryptocurrency and essentially end cash as we know it. Right. So there's there's no more tangible money. It's all it's all crypto. And it's and it's tied well, to didn't crypto just like crash. Like aren't people like pulling out of crypto? I thought they like crypto had like a big crash. The like, government the government's been trying to do everything they can to like bring down crypto. Crypto didn't crash. Uh there was there was some exchanges. There was an exchange that, that crashed. Uh Bitcoin definitely saw a lot of lo- losses. It's 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 sort of back up on the rise now. Uh Ethereum is still doing very well. Um, you know, the fat of Dogecoin Dogecoin just plummeted, right? It went back to where it was. It's, it's still very volatile. I I think that's why a lot of like investors still like playing with it because you can, you can jump in and throw, you know, $10,000 in and sell it a couple minutes later and, and have 20, 30% returns. Volatility is where you make your money, but the government is trying very hard to, to bring down the cryptocurrency exchanges are trying to bring down these um, external independent cryptocurrencies because they want to roll out 
it's it's the it's the initiative to like a, a one world government and a one world uh economy right when when you can when you can move the entire world onto a global currency managed by global banks that are managed by one global power then you can create this idea of utopia because at the end of the day like the propaganda department is just doing a stellar job and they package everything in a way that like just makes it look like like or like they're taking us to the garden of eden and we're just all going to walk around and hand each other flowers and roses and you know just walk arm in arm and the world will be at peace no what they're trying to drive to is like complete and utter control right so that the top 1% have 99% of the control and 99% of 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 the wealth that that is that dystopian environment is the epitome of socialism. Look at any, like there's never been a, a successful socialistic economy, but yet we have all these political individuals, unfortunately all on the democratic side who are saying like, Oh, socialism, socialism, socialism. Uh, like, like we've got to, we've got to, we've got to roll this out. We've, we've got to have, you know, they, they want to in teen magazine there, it was seven, 17. Is that that's yeah. 17. Um, back in 2020, there is an article questioning courses of the children because that's where they do their their indoctrination. Right? You start with children. Should people really have rights to own land? Are you kidding me? Right, but that that's the agenda, right? What? How selfish? How how capitalistic of you to own land? Right? You should open up your land to ever and the people who say this are multimillionaires. Living we'll in gated no communities. Land. We'll give them no land, yeah. Exactly. Okay. A conspiracy theory of my own right now. Do you think we're the only type of humans in the world right now? And to get a little I, deeper on that, I was watching a podcast where they were saying humans are so, I don't want to say ignorant, but we're we're so full of ourselves. I feel like we're like the only type of species out there oh, that is very, ourselves very egotistical whereas you said before like there's different types of ants the different types of mammals sharks dogs there, there's always a like a, a different lineage out there so what makes us think we're so different and that there's not different forms of us out there well i mean theoretically there is different forms right i mean there's different there's different nationalities and i mean people's genetic makeup is different Right. We're all, we're all humanoids. Right. But like, we all look very different. I mean, individuals with certain genomes are going to have more similar similarities than others. Although they say that we all trace our genomes back to central Africa, right. Is like central or West Africa or something, uh, is where they, they believe like all human life originated. Um, and you have the, the biblical version of the story of the tower of Babel, which honestly it kind of goes back to that conversation of ancient egypt is nobody really knows where this tower of babel was or what it looked like right Hold on. okay you bring up so many different things <laughs> uh the reason i brought that up is because the conversation i was hearing on on youtube the per they was talking about what they think aliens was like whether it's like gray people whether it's reptiles etc cetera, etc cetera. yeah and the one of the guys were just saying he was just like Y'all are giving like this alien theory too much power. He was like, there might just be different life forms of humans out there that you might not be aware of yet. I honestly, I think that the 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 alien idea is a lack of creativity. Hmm. 
I had one friend that said, you know, aliens are really just angels and demons. Certainly could be. I think, I mean, I think that there's, I think the bigger question is not, is there more, is there more than one mankind, but are, are there, is there more than one dimension that is living and operating in our midst? Well, they, they said, it's so, it's so crazy now because there's, there's always been a saying that says moving in Hollywood. If they start showing a certain type of genre or a certain type of movie, that means it's already been done before or they're like on to the next plan. So you know how nowadays with superhero movies, it's all about different different realities, different dimensions. Yeah. Everything, like everything oh. on TV is about that. And it's almost like, is, are, are, they, are they really trying to just let us know like, hey, there are different dimensions out there? Or... Yeah, I mean, there's also no originality in Hollywood. But yeah, I mean, I think that... I think that we should probably pay a little bit more attention to the movies that come out. Exactly. They, they were saying, like, honestly, the people who are controlling the future, they already probably 30, 50 years in advance already planning yeah. things out. Like, they're not going over, oh, what we're going to do tomorrow or next week. They're thinking, yeah. like, decades, centuries in advance. Well, I remember I, I remember watching that movie, uh, Children, uh, Children of Men, sort of years ago when it came out. Like, that's, that's a weird-ass movie. And... I watched it recently. I was like, oh, it's not that weird. You say like, it's not that it's weird. It's not that weird. Like, like, like time and perspective. Like you have all these, all these studies that are coming out right now about, of, of course now, um, you know, all those crazy people that said like, maybe you should do a little bit more research on the COVID vaccine before you, uh, threaten people's jobs and, and, uh, you know, livelihood and the threat of taking it, um, putting people in jail. But now there's all these studies coming out, not just about the, about the microchondria with the, with the heart, but with uh, infertility in women and, and miscarriages and uh, menstrual cycles that are just whacked. And there's these fears that like, we won't know the true result of this for maybe years to come. But is there going to be an entire generation of children that just like we're already seeing right now the lowest birth rates in human history, like in recorded human history, like like the 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 lowest the lowest incline of population growth. There was just a recall for some like strawberry soda soda at Kroger's because I think it came back saying that it like reduces men infertility. Yeah, it like to some big big callback for it. We started on don't even start on the food supply, but like. But like you, you have you have these, you know, this vaccine that's not not tested. Well, they do some testing, they get the results, they get the they get a they get a, a judge essentially to agree to uh, not release the results of the study for seventy five years. That makes you feel safe, and now now there's all these tests. These doctors coming out saying. Yes, like we're seeing blood clots, we're seeing heart issues, and we're seeing infertility. So now you, now you have this movie where it's like set in the not so distant future where people just stop having babies. And like, and, and they're just, there's just, there hasn't been a baby in like 10 years. Remember that, remember that Nestle documentary I sent, I sent you? Oh, yeah. About how pretty much they made all this baby formula that wasn't good for babies, but they paid off all yeah. the doctors to yeah. be like, hey, this is good for your family. It helped you grow strong bones. Yeah. But literally, it had everything in it to pretty much hurt your child. Well, the government said it's good. It, 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 it's crazy. It's got what, the FDA's stamp of approval. It, it's, so, it's so crazy what, what 
we believe is good. They, they even said milk was good. I don't think milk's good for you no more. Before they said like milk build build your bones. Oh, it's now it's coming back with all these studies about how bad it is for you. Mind I, you, I haven't drunk milk in years. But. I think milk is better for you than the milk alternatives that are on the shelves. What you mean, like almond milk and stuff like that? I'm not saying there's something wrong with with the well, almonds don't make milk. It's almond water, but I love it. Whatever it is, I love it. There's nothing wrong with with the almond water or the the oat milk or or any of it on its own. But when you pick up one of those boxes and you start to read the ingredients list, you can't pronounce half the stuff that's in it. I mean, I mean, that that could be true, but it's it's part of that just due to being ignorant and not knowing the ingredients. Maybe they're basic ingredients. Uh, some of them. I mean, yeah, a lot of it's preservatives. You want to be like, like, oh, just like eggs. This you want, you want all your, all your, all your stuff to be just like straight ingredients. You know, you don't want it to be no long terminology when you. No, no, I don't. I mean, that's 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 the majority of my diet. It's like grass-fed meat and and organic vegetables. When did you actually start this journey? Um. I went down the misguided path of veganism and vegetarianism for a while till I realized it's just from even from an evolutionary standpoint it's it's not solidified like we need more than that our bodies were were made for more than that we've we've eaten we've eaten wild game for tens of thousands of years um far longer but then we've eaten then we've we've cultivated vegetables um we ate wild grains and 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 animal meat it's it's just it's it's biologically more adapted to our body um when i when i started going down that path of really understanding what was out there i'd say this was probably 2018 2019 uh I started really getting serious about like or trying to understand like what was in my what was in my food. Started listening to a lot of like different podcasts and things about that that like really talked about like the food source, understanding like, you know, when you get salmon in a restaurant, nine out of ten times it's not salmon. It's what? It's like a lot a lot of a lot of rest most of the fish that you eat in restaurants is not what it's labeled as. It's like a byproduct fish that's dyed or like cut and marketed as as a higher end fish so you're paying like three times the markup rate on what essentially is just like trash fish that's usually thrown out off of a name pretty yeah, much yeah. yeah you're you're it's like getting like knockoff jordans essentially i mean you're just you're you're paying for the brand of fish and it's not even that um and it really started to open my eyes to like just the 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 i mean there's this there's this this I mean, again, it comes down to money, right? Like follow the money. I mean, it's, it's just, it's greed. And it's, there's this, there's this hierarchy in, in our agricultural system. Um, you know, there's, there's like three companies that own like 90% of the farms in, in the U S and there are the same companies that, um, that, that also produce the, uh, uh, the, the pesticides that go on them that are, that are causing the issues for, for recall. They're, you know, uh, Roundup, which kills, which, which markets, uh, weed killer, well, weed killer dandelions, 
dandelions are actually for for centuries were were consumed by individuals uh, as as a tea. It's it's proven that dandelions actually can repair heart disease. They're they're phenomenal for your cardiovascular system, your lungs, your heart. Ironically, the company who makes bare aspirin, which is marketed to to support heart health, is owned by the same company that owns Roundup. So isn't it ironic that the company that is selling you aspirin to support your heart health is also making the spray that kills dandelions that could mm-hmm. could do that for you on its own? So it's it's all very interconnected. And um, I mean, in a perfect world, I'd I would only eat what what I what I caught and killed. But you know, I I'm still still a city dweller, and it's it's not always that feasible to do. So, so with all of this knowledge, how do you sleep at night, Michael? How do you, how do you live with yeah. peace with all of this knowledge? We talked about that. Uh, I don't always feel at peace. I mean, I do struggle with anxiety. You know, I think it comes in waves sometimes, sometimes like looking at things and like, I have this, this bad habit of always trying to connect the dots in every situation and it can start to feel a little overwhelming in those times. Um, I do think that part of the reason I have as much peace as I do is just like my relationship with God, like understanding that, like, it doesn't matter if I have control or not at the end of the day, like he appoints and sits down every King. Right. So like I can sit here and just have all this anxiety about things that are going on, but understanding like there is more at play than me. And that's, that's ego. My anxiety is ego. My anxiety is me feeling like I have to have control of my environment. In reality, I don't. I just have to trust. Um, and then outside of that too, I think it's, I think it's just like that acceptance of like, yeah, like we do live in a cycle. You, I mean, you talked about that show. Was it Love and Robots? Death, Love and Robots. Yeah. That refrigerator society, right? Great episode. Um, even if you look at it biblically, like in in the very first chapter of, or I think it's actually the third chapter of Genesis in the creation story, second or third, uh, after, I think it's third because after Adam is created, then, then he, he creates Eve, God creates Eve. And he, he tells them even in the, in the original Hebrew translation, he says, go and repopulate the earth. What does that mean? And then when they're, when they're, when they're, they have two sons, Cain and Abel, right? Cain kills Abel. God banishes him from the community, says, you're going to go out and you're going to wander the lands. He, he pleads with God and he goes, no, like the people out there will kill me. What people? What are you talking about? Like, like there's the only thing that's mentioned right now is Adam, Eve, Cain, Abel. But he, he, he is terrified to go out into the lands for what? For, for for the people who live out there and what and what they will do to him, do you think it was actual people or do you think it was it, 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 it was his fear and ego? I think it was I think it was people. I think it was more than people. And this kind of goes back to your question of like, is there is there more than one kind of human? I mean, there's the Catholic Church took multiple books of the Bible out. They edited it. Didn't like that one. They cut it out. The Book of Enoch, right? It talks about that. Giant. Doesn't that, that that doesn't bring any doubt to you at all? You In mean, what way? When it comes to your faith, when you know that maybe I don't want to get too deep with this, but that they gave you a, a edited book where I know that the Apocrypha was like the original Bible where it was like had like 
four or five more chapters in it that was taken out because it didn't go against go against the actual Christian beliefs during that sure, time period. Sure, you've got to you've got to go back to the yeah, you've got to go back to the the, the original Hebrew writings. I mean, the Catholic Church was anti-Semitic, right? And, so you got to go back to the Hebrew writings to understand, like, to to get all the books. And another question I have: Do you feel like this Bible or the Bible that was that we know of was the first Bible? Well, no, because so you think there was a there was Bible well, for other for other. Well, the, of course, it's the first Bible because it was it was the first Bible. We hadn't invented books, so I mean, to our that's what we're saying. Like, but we're saying like the world been around for billions of year for a, a billion year. Let's say in the past like forty five hundred years, or like you know, like forty five hundred years, we get this Bible. You know what I'm saying? My my thing is, if there is advanced civilizations before us, you don't think they had maybe some, some type of guidebook some as kind well? Of manuscript. I I think it is incredibly narcissistic of us to think that like this this uh this human timeline that we can create and look back genetically like we can we can say this is when people created time this is when we when people created uh the written language and and writings and manuscripts we are constantly proven wrong on that i mean you have you can look at the sumerians and and things like this and 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 them creating times and calendars and then you have these these civilizations in central america of course they weren't around at the same time, but like they didn't learn from the Sumerians. Right. So like these cultures were, were, were developing their own calendar systems and in different parts of the globe, you had individuals developing their own calendar systems and times and, and, and all these things. I think it's ridiculous for us to think that this is just like recent technology and that no, that there was no other time in history where people had the ability to read and to write and to create, stories and, and and i mean most of what we know from the bible is is descended down from scrolls and writings and collections of, of manuscripts so i think i think there's because yeah. i will be so i will be so paranoid if i felt like this was the only bible and the re- only reason i say that is because there's an old saying that says if you tell a lie enough it becomes the truth and sure that and we, we know that to be true is it in order to be true and before the sumerians and the whole idea of writing came to be about it was all about storytelling it's yeah. like i tell my story to your tribe you sure. pass it on to your descendants and it goes to this tribe and then go through all throughout time but who says like one person can't change one thing yeah and it really this deters everything off of his course but if i had a hundred percent certainty through documented evidence that what i believe is what i believe then it wouldn't be faith I understand where you're going with this. I feel like we each have our own religious bar- like barriers when it comes to certain things. Because yeah. to me, it's it's when it comes to religion, I went down this whole path with religion. And when I found out so many documents was burned out of time through different conquerors yeah. and different kings throughout time, like the yeah. Library of Alexandria mm-hmm. and even other, even other like, uh, even other institutes that promoted like knowledge back in the day, if you didn't promote what that conqueror wanted you to do, yeah. they would literally burn everything you you had out of existence and make their own history yeah. up. Yeah. So for me, just knowing we, we, that we we lost a lot in the 30s and 40s. Is that good? Like, so to me, just knowing how much history we don't 
know and how much has been omitted out of what we do know, it makes me feel like if the information we do know isn't manufactured for a reason. Was certain parts in history left there just so we just so the course can go to where it is today? It makes you just wonder a lot when you yeah. do, when things aren't documented or you don't have the proof. Because like we were saying before, like you like you have a full book, but you only got the last two chapters. It's like you you missed the whole journey. That could have had smaller gems inside of it. Yeah, I think. I mean, I th- and I think in a large scale, we do we do miss a lot of the journey, right? And yeah, that's. I mean, that's the the big argument when it comes to religion is who's right, whose book is right. Is it is it the Torah? Is it the Bible? Is it the Quran? You know, like everybody everybody who has a book and a religion, uh, they believe obviously that that there's is there's is correct like it's interesting like what if somebody came out with it said hey i had an angel pretty i wouldn't say possess me but pretty much give me a vision to write this new bible testament will we even take it serious and you're you're referencing uh the Jehovah witness no no i'm not Jehovah witness book is pretty much the same we just have well, I'm not a witness, but their their belief is just that Jesus Christ isn't isn't God. Like Jesus Christ is the Son of God. They don't believe in the Trinity. I know some places believe in the Trinity. But the Jehovah's Witness has the what is it like the the book? It's it's not like a different book. No, we have different like things. Like so, we have the Bible. We also have the Watchtower, which we go off of, which is like a magazine that pretty much goes into detail of different Bible scriptures. But was it, wasn't part of the theology based off of a visitation from an angel? No, that's not that. Yeah. That's not what that's not, uh, or at least I'm not a witness not to know it, but or it's just I, a, it's just a different interpretation. It's a different interpretation. They, they pretty much just believe that only 144,000 people are going to heaven. And then, and, and, and which, which is based off of a very confusing scripture, off a scripture, Bible, yeah. And it pretty much that ended in 1912. I don't know how they got 1912, but apparently, this mass scripture got to the yeah. point like 1912. The last people that was going to heaven were was accepted during that time period. And then, when the last days come about, it's not going to be like they don't believe that, that we're going like the people at that time is going to heaven. It's like when you die, you're in the ground until resurrection. If you was righteous. You will be resurrected to the new system and 144,000 and Jesus Christ will be king under this new paradise sure. of earth. And they will pretty much reteach us yeah. what we should be doing as Christians, whatever you believe in. And then after a certain amount of time, they're going to re-release Satan to test us one more time. Because before, like the, the whole biggest thing was Satan was saying like, like would they like like do they really trust you? Like you know, would they really follow you if they if like if they had another it came, choice? It, it came down to free free will. Free will. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like if they had another choice, would they really follow you? You can't truly love somebody if you fully control them. And well, I mean, well, I'm not. That's a little deep. That's a little. Too, that's a little deep right there. I ain't go good. To, that's a little too far <laughs> for me. But uh, but yeah, it's just interesting where it's just like with the witnesses. I feel like everybody had their own belief system, but for me. It is interesting when it just comes to there's so much stuff that we just don't know. And I feel like maybe we should have access. We we should have had access to. You know what I'm saying? So Yeah, so, I mean, I I think I think when it comes to religion, like it is what it is. Like I, I guess at the end of the day, I don't really need to be right. I just I just want to know that like 
I want to know my heart was in the right place. And for me, it's more about a relationship than it is about like indoctrination or, well, okay, doct doctrination. But like a lot of it can be indoctrination. Yeah. Uh, this is what I, what I asked my mom like a, a year or two ago because she said something where it kind of bothered me because I guess witnesses don't like celebrate going to weddings and different things like that. Yeah, mind you, she celebrate birthdays. Or, mind, mind you, she has been to weddings before, but she one day she was like, "Hey, what else? She's like, if you got married, what if I didn't go to?" to your your wedding and i asked her i said what if you are resurrected one day and you're like in front of god and he tells you everything you did was wrong how would you feel yeah i said would you would you feel bad that you kind of distance yourself for some of your family members yeah for this or or would you still just feel bad that you didn't fully do what he wanted you to do and she was like i'll be i'll feel bad that i didn't really complete my my uh, journey with with jehovah and to me, it's just interesting because it's just like you say, none of us really know. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, like some people might think that their their way of living is just like in their mind. They might think it's just. But once they get to that certain point, you might be like, hey, this is not how life is supposed to be. So to me, it's like religion is so it's such an interesting topic because to me, it's scary. And it's also enlightened at the same time. Like, how can you have such duality? There, there's so subject? much there's so much duality. And I, and I think that. I think that's why so many people kind of put their hands in the air and say, I'm agnostic or I'm atheist. Right. Because I think that's lazy though. I feel like that's just lazy. That's where I was. That's where I was going. I think it's, I think it's easier to not play the game than uh, sometimes it's easier to sit on the bench than to, to get involved. Like it's hard. It's hard to say that like my, I feel that, my viewpoint interpretation of God and his love and my relationship with him that I it's based off of my faith is more right or better than yours. I think that that's why at the end of the day, if the basis of whatever you believe is not founded and based in love, then it's nothing but doctrine and abusive doctrine at that. Because if it's not based in love, then it's based on actions and works. But what's love? You got tough love. I mean, well, well, you know, but like, but but love is self love, and to yeah, to your point, tough love. Sometimes love can look like accountability. Sometimes love can can look like being the only person in someone's life who's willing to give them difficult feedback and to hold them accountable and say, "You're better than that," and I'm not going to accept your behavior. Loving and loving in an addict is 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 different than loving, you know, somebody who's who who grew up in a in a in a great you know, home with, with two loving parents. Right. I mean, not that that can't be one and the same thing, but love takes on a lot of different forms. But at the end of the day, I think that love is, it's, it's not selfish. It's, it's giving and it's being willing to, to do the hard thing to benefit somebody else. I think that's a perfect place to end on Michael. That was a good thing to end on right there. We about an hour and 50 minutes in. Is that it? Huh? Felt like 10 minutes. Did it really feel like 10 minutes? This is why we didn't get any work done. <laughs> That's probably why. I'm about to say, no, time has flew by. And uh, I do appreciate you coming through. I, want, I, would, love, I would love to have you here again. because I'm like, still surprised you asked me. I'm, and it's, it is crazy because I told myself this year I'm going to start doing things outside the norm. So I have been kind of going out more, talking to different people to have them on because I feel like 
when you're a person and you have people on who you know close, you pretty much already had conversations a million, millions, millions of times. And especially on a platform where I have, where it's like a, a lot of young urban adults, a lot of the conversation can kind of get put in one, one, uh, in one area. And I want this to be a platform where you can learn multiple different things for multiple different people. So me having you on somebody who is a older, who is knowledgeable in the, in the subject that you do know, you didn't have to start I, with older, but that's true. Like you are older. <laughs> like you like, it's not a bad thing. You know what I'm saying? But no, you, it's not but, a bad but, thing, but you're not one of like a person who's like my same age as a no, peer. I, you know I actually, I, 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 I value my age more and more every day. Exactly. And, and I, I appreciate talking to somebody older because the conversation we had on Sunday I don't have that conversation on, 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 on a normal basis. And when I do have it, it's normally to myself. It's like normally yeah. me asking myself, like, huh, why is it like that? So when we started talking about history and, and like in the in the Great Pyramids, I was just like, this is something I feel like people really like to talk about because I have friends who I want to say are older but more mentally advanced. And a lot of times they ask me, like, hey, can you talk about this subject or that subject? And you got to have a partner to go back and forth with. And I felt like you was a great person to have on. So thank you. I appreciate you, you having, having you on. No, I, I appreciate you. You uh, giving my craziness a, a platform. And uh, we know. all crazy, man. I'm about to say, I don't think you're crazy. I, I, I just think you're more informed than a general person. And sometimes information can be scary. I mean, I think I think that uh, I think there's a lot more. I think at the end of the day, we all have a lot more commonality than, than we realize, you know, and I think that there's, there's so much divide in our country right now because we, we don't recognize that commonality and we're not, we're not willing to sit down and have conversations like this and just hear people's view and perspective without being triggered and just accept the fact that like you can be you and I can be me and we don't have to necessarily agree and have the same values and morals, but we can still respect one another. Um, I think we need more of that, you know, and like, I love our conversations. I love the, I love the talks and, you know, at the, at the end of the day, and we can, we can all choose to, we can all look back and say, maybe I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, uh, align myself the way that was expected, but I feel like I, I, I did everything that I could and I did it the right way. Um, or we can just close our eyes and continue to move forward and in, 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 in the standardization of what's happening around us. But I think that if we're ever going to break out of this like cycle that we're in right now, uh, as a, as a society, then we have to start stepping out of line and stop being afraid to have conversations like this and, and explore, uh, the potential of, of what's out there and also the potential of, you know, how do we relate to the world around us? Man, that was beautifully said. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how to how to end it any better. But I'm a, I'm ending right here. It's your boy Trader Realist. Again, please support me any way you can. Uh, if you do want uh, more content, subscribe to my Patreon. That's Patreon.com/slash RAC Podcast. Or if you want to donate to make this podcast grow, you can go to my Cash App, which is the Cash Symbol Traven Mabel. I will also put all of my social media tags underneath me. If you do want to follow me, I appreciate it. Please like, comment, share, and just add to this conversation. If you do like it, comment. If you want more content like this as well, 
comment so I can know because I want to bring different avenues, different discussions to this platform. I don't want it to be just about relationships and just about, you know, just everyday things. I want it to be more about what's going on in the world as well. So if you have any topics you want me to hit, let me know. It's your boy Trader Realist. Remember to always keep it real, especially with yourself. Peace.